Hello, everyone. You're listening to the Live Your Raw Life podcast. Welcome to the platform where the intention is to help you live your rich, authentically aligned, wholesome life. I'm your host, Rachel Ann Watkins. Together, let's raise our vibrations and awareness in order for you to live the raw life that was meant for you. Hello, and welcome back to the Live Your Raw Life podcast. I am curious about how last week's challenge went for you. I would love to hear what workouts you did, especially if you were able to try something new. For me, I have started the Betty Rocker Make Fat Cry Challenge. Super easy. It is 15 minutes long every day, and I do other things on top of that, just getting out for walks and hikes and getting some fresh air. So far, I am loving the challenge, and I have even been getting my boys involved since we are home all day. If you're interested in this challenge, I will add the link in the show notes. It only takes 15 minutes, and in that amount of time, oh man, she can kick your booty. Right now, I am sitting in my dining room. It is Blur's Day, and I've completely lost track of how many days we've been holed up in our house. I did leave one day to restock on fruits and vegetables. Remote learning has been in full swing, and the boys and I are transitioning pretty nicely until, of course, Schoology crashes or the Wi-Fi is slow. Um, Isaac was able to come home for about 18 hours, so it was great to have his energy back in our space, but it was so hard to have him leave again. We know it's temporary, and fortunately, we are pretty rock solid, so that makes things easier. How are things for you during this quarantine situation? This week, we are going to explore lifestyle eating of the physical health component. This part of the component encompasses so much, and it was so hard to decide where to start. We could start at the literal roots of nutrition, such as where your food comes from. We could start with a breakdown of the essentials, that is, what we should be taking into our body. We could start with all of the various fad diets that are out there and the pros and cons of each of those. There's so many options as far as, I use quotation marks, diets, and there's a lot of conflicting information. And so it's really hard, I think, and overwhelming to determine which way of eating is best for you. Some of the fad diets that are out there are a little crazy. Like there's some that I saw that are called the cotton ball diet, the werewolf diet. I've heard of the baby food diet. In fact, when I was in high school, there were a number of girls that were on that diet. The Adkins diet, eating for your blood type, Weight Watchers, paleo and keto seem to be making a major comeback. Zone diet. There's there's so many out there. And so just where do you even begin? It's, it's just too much. Therefore, what I've decided to do is just to have you take a little bit of time to reflect on your nutrition and lifestyle eating habits and then build from there. 
Okay, in a moment, I want you to pause the show and I want you to track, like actually write down your own personal history with food. Make notes of various diets that you have tried and if you were able to recall how it worked for you and how you felt, include that information as well as how long you were able to stick with it, what results you experienced from that specific way of eating and how long those results lasted. All right, so create a quiet space, light a candle or start burning some incense, grab some tea, get a journal or a notebook and your favorite writing utensil. Now just close your eyes, take a deep breath in through your nose, out the mouth, And now find a steady rhythm to your breath. Now pause this and take as much time as you need to track your personal history with food. Welcome back. How was that? Eye-opening? Maybe a little interesting? Maybe a little hard to swallow, so to speak? Whatever you're feeling, remember, it's okay. And moving forward, you get to choose what goes into your body. This one constant home that we have in this lifetime, our body. It's not too late. If you are not happy with where things are right now, that's okay. I myself have tried some of these fad diets. Some have quote-unquote, worked. Most of the ones that I've tried just were not sustainable. Um, Some of them made me feel quite horrible, actually. And some set me on this path that brought me closer to the ideal lifestyle eating habits that work best for me. In all honesty, I try to steer clear of the word diet and prefer to say lifestyle eating habits because Oftentimes, the word diet can carry a negative connotation and in some cases can feel restricting. In reality, it really is a lifestyle choice how we eat. The way we eat is what our lifestyle and individual situations allow. Here's a little example of the tracking of my own personal journey with food. The first thing that I remember in regards to diet and being really aware of what I was eating when I was when I was a senior in high school. During that year, I was going post-secondary, which meant I was attending a local community college, which was about a 30-minute drive from my house. My cousin and I were doing the same, so we would commute together. We got into this system where we went out to eat for lunch every day. To the best of my knowledge, it went something like this. Monday was McDonald's because M, M, Monday, McDonald's. Tuesday was Subway because it was double stamp Tuesday, so we went to Subway. Wednesday was Little Caesars because it was $5 pizza day. Thursday, we went to this local Chinese restaurant. I can't recall the name, but we had some Chinese on Thursdays. 
And Friday, we had a short day, so we got to go home right after lunch, but on our way out of town, we'd hit up KFC. This went on for about four months. Then I started to notice and become truly aware of how I was feeling in my body and made a correlation to that feeling to what I was putting in my body. I became extremely disgusted with myself. So I quit cold turkey. Thus began the Honey Nut Cheerios and Orange Diet. You haven't heard of it? Well, that's because I made this one up on my own. I would start my day with a bowl, maybe two, of Honey Nut Cheerios. And after school, I would eat one orange. Afterwards, I would walk this big loop that was by my house. I called it the airport loop. It was about seven miles long. Of course, as you know, time went on, I built up to that complete loop. But through that process... I dropped a bunch of weight, I looked good, I felt good, and therefore, I was good, right? (laughs) Uh, As you can probably imagine, of course, no, I was not good. As I mentioned in last week's episode, in my younger years, this taking care, quote unquote, of my body meant I stayed thin, not necessarily healthy. This is a very clear example of that. I fell into the same pattern when I was living in Eugene. I spoke a little bit about this period of my life in last week's episode when I talked about how physical activity was pretty much non-existent for me. So on top of that, I would go out to eat for lunch nearly every single day. And it wasn't like a salad for lunch. It was these really big, rich lunches like pasta or pizza or Quiznos sandwiches, you know, and I'd get the full sandwich, of course, with the chips and the pop and the cookie. And at the time, I was working a job that required me to sit all day. So the combination of not moving my body and eating these super high dense calorie meals really did a number on me. Just speaking about this makes me feel so embarrassed, not only to share but reflecting on how I treated my body. My eating habits really started to shift in a positive way a few years after Isaac and I had our first son. It may have been looking at this sweet, beautiful, little, brand new life that flipped this switch for me, or it could have been that I noticed how my body was changing after I had a baby. I don't really know. Nonetheless, I am super grateful and thankful because this caused a huge positive domino effect. Once Zeke was born, we became more aware of organic versus conventional foods. I started putting a ton of time into learning the benefits of eating organic, which led me into starting to create more meals with healthy fruits and vegetables. We were more mindful about where we bought our produce and we started shopping at this local co-op in St. Cloud, which made me feel really good, not only about supporting local organic farmers and giving my family organic food, but also supporting local businesses. This is where the snowball started. And from here, it just really began to roll. And before we knew it, the snowball was so huge and we just couldn't stop it. We were just on this track. 
And thank God for that too. With this new mindset shift and awareness, I really have been able to become so in tune with my body that when I'm eating something that my body doesn't like, man, does it yell. I mean, tell me. Wow, gluten is a big one. And for those of you that are out there that you have a gluten sensitivity, you know how painful that can be. My gluten sensitivity started about six months after CJ was born. So I've been gluten-free for almost a decade now. But honestly, it really started with goji berries. I used to add these to my salad and veggie bowls I would make. And then all of a sudden, I had them one night and I just felt so out of sorts. I actually went and just laid down in our closet because it was a dark space and I could just be alone. And I laid there for about two hours. I felt super dizzy, extremely nauseous, and I would try to get up and I just couldn't. So all I could do was just lay on the floor of our closet. It was awful. I had no idea why I was feeling this way. It just felt like I was having this out-of-body experience. It was horrendous. The next morning I woke up and I was fine. Was never sick, just like nothing had happened. Then about a week later, I had some more of these goji berries on a salad that I had made for lunch. Immediately after I ate, I was on my way to a routine doctor's appointment when I started to feel extreme nausea again. And I had to quickly find something to be sick in. So I found a reusable grocery bag that I had in my purse. And while I was driving, I was violently ill in this grocery bag on my way to the doctor's. So I get to the doctor's and I continued to be sick like two or three more times. And I had to reschedule and I had to drive myself home and I got home and I took a nap for a couple hours and then I was better. It was like it came and it went and then I was good. Now at this point, I hadn't made the connection to the berries. I just thought maybe I had picked up a bug somehow. I didn't know. About a week later, I ate another salad with goji berries and immediately got sick. It put me down for the rest of the day. It was then in that moment that I finally made this correlation to the berries and getting ill. Okay, so no more goji berries for me. I'm not dissing on goji berries. I loved them. I loved putting them on my salad. I I know that they're such a powerful food and there's so many health benefits to them. And so I was actually really disappointed and sad that I couldn't eat them anymore. However, it was like my body was just screaming at me. I do not like goji berries. Okay, I listened. That was when, for the first time, I could actually feel the vibration of the food that I was eating. Now when I eat different things, I can feel the vibrational tune of the foods. For example... When I eat fruit smoothies, I feel so light on my feet and there's this vibrational pulse that just reverberates through my body. Like I can feel the nutrients actually making their way through my body, nourishing every single cell. When I eat beef, 
I feel sluggish and almost kind of lethargic and I just want to lounge around and be lazy. When I eat fish, I feel full of energy. I could like I could just run out the front door and go run a 5K. I've heard of people being able to feel the vibration of their food and because I haven't experienced it myself, I was a little skeptical. That is no longer the case and it is so beautiful. I believe it's important to understand that food can hurt us or it can heal us. It just depends on what we decide to put into our body and the beautiful thing about that is we get to choose. Just like we get to choose to move our bodies, we can make a conscious decision about what kind of foods we take in. Now, lives can get a little busy between work, running errands, kids, and all the things that we've committed to that cooking these nutrient-dense meals can often get put on the back burner, so to speak. Yes, pun intended. So one thing that Isaac and I have been doing for about eight years now is we've created this calendar and we call it the Meals at a Glance calendar. It's a Google calendar that we both have access to and every weekend we sit down together and we lay out the week ahead. We find recipes online that are in line with the way we want to eat and then we add that link to a specific day of the week on the calendar and then Well, whoever gets home first can just open the calendar, click the link, and they get to start dinner. This has not only saved us time and money, but has also saved our health. We get a ton of ideas from Pinterest or various blogs, and in the show notes, I'll have some of these blogs that we oftentimes reference, and so you can use them if you want to try it. Right now, we are eating more of a raw diet, so lots of fresh fruits and vegetables. In the winter months, we have a ton of soups, and I love, love making veggie bowls and sometimes fruit and veggie bowls um, to the point where the boys and Isaac are like, seriously, we're having a bowl again. But they just seem to cover everything that I want to feed my family, so they're just really easy. What I love about this aside from saving time and money, is it forces us to connect about something that is such an important part of our lives. We even get the kids involved. They usually get to pick a meal a week and then we add that to the calendar. This brings me to one last point about this. People often ask, how do you get your kids to eat like that? We've started them from such a young age, so we're a little fortunate that That's what they know, but they also understand that what we offer them at mealtime is what's best for them. If they don't eat what's for dinner, they're going to be very hungry. If they choose not to eat it, I put it in the fridge and they know it's going to be waiting for them at breakfast. It is so fun. I just love now watching Zeke and CJ devour these bowls and then once in a while at the end of it, they'll kind of pop up and be like, mom. That was really good. When they say this to me, it just brings me so much joy. And laying this groundwork for them now is hopefully setting them up for healthy eating for the rest of their lives. My intention of this episode is to kickstart you into a lifestyle eating pattern that is going to work best for you 
if you're not already there. So the challenge that I have for you this week is actually two parts. And if if you've done the first part that I suggested at the beginning when I kind of had you drop in and catch your breath and slow down and really reflect on your journey with food, then you've already done one of the challenges. And so that's just going through your own food journey and journal about where you came from, where you're at, what feels good, and what foods are realistic for you. If you did not take time at the start of the show, I'm going to suggest that you try it later on this week or today to see what that looks like for you. The second part of this challenge is to create a meal plan for one week using foods that you feel or know intuitively will raise your vibration and make you feel good. Perhaps start with raw foods, so fresh foods if you're able, or maybe you want to make it a week where you start clearing out some of your pantry items and get really creative. I'd love to hear what you came up with. So share a recipe or post a picture on Instagram of your final food creation and tag live your raw life. Some of my favorite websites that we use and blogs that we use for meals include Budget Bites, which this woman creates these recipes and then she breaks it all down so you know exactly what each serving cost and each item, which is super helpful if you are on a tight budget. There's another one that's called Oh She Glows, and there's just a lot of fresh fruit and vegetable recipes on there that I love, love, love. And Forks Over Knives is a great website, and they have some really wonderful recipes on there. Um, You probably notice a lot of these. There's not a ton of meat involved. My husband is a meat eater. He loves red meat. I, as you heard, not a fan. Um, I'm not against it. So I'm tr- I always try to find something in our weekly meals that will appease the group as a whole. And so just offering different things. So, and if you have not seen the documentary Forks Over Knives, that is super eye-opening. And you always have to take documentaries, of course, with a grain of salt, but it really does open your eyes. So I would highly recommend that as well. And I will include links to these websites and blogs in the show notes if you'd like to take a look. A book that I'd love to recommend to you is Medical Medium by Anthony William. This book kept coming into my field and it was probably the third or maybe it even took me four times to hear about it, have somebody tell me about it, see it before I was like, okay, fine, I'm going to read this book. And so I listened to a couple podcasts that had Anthony William on, and my boys listened to it with me, actually, and Zeke, he actually listened to it again on his own, and I was just really blown away by that. And that was the point where I was like, okay, I'm going to dig a little bit deeper into this because clearly it's calling to him as well. And so there's probably ways of eating that I maybe not am not aware of, but it's it's calling to Zeke and I want to support that. And so I ordered the book and it didn't take me very long to get through it. It was a super quick read, despite the fact that there is a lot of scientific information in there. But he does this really wonderful job of aligning the science 
behind food with the information that he receives from spirit. And it was shortly after I read this book that the vibrational frequency of my food and how I was feeling just shot through the roof. Like now I'm all dialed in. I, I'm with it. I get it. I'm, I'm in it. I'm loving it. And so this book is just something that encompasses my belief system as well as things that are scientifically proven. And so I highly recommend it. I will add that to the show notes as well. Thank you for tuning in to this week's podcast. Thank you for your time, your energy, and presence. I am so very grateful for you and your motivation to improve your quality of life. Heal yourself, heal the world. It's always an adventure. And with food, adventure awaits. If something in this episode resonated with you, please subscribe. I will be back with you next week, Thursday. So with that, have a wonderful rest of your day. See you next week.